Chapter Two of Tilda Jane's Orphans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Tilda Jane's Orphans by Marshall Saunders. Chapter Two A Conflict of Wills. Before entering his own back door, Hank took the precaution of looking in the window. His father had gone to bed, and the slight dark Tilda Jane stood in the middle of the kitchen, looking up at the tall, clumsy newcomer who towered above her. "'Pon my word,' muttered Hank, "'that big girl is the ugliest woman I ever saw, all except her hair,' he added, as he surveyed the abundant reddish-brown locks, combed back in a tidy mass from the plain-featured face. "'That hair is fine good color soft as silk and well-groomed she ain't slack if she is gawky and his eye ran approvingly over her clean cotton dress as he lifted the latch of the kitchen door tilda jane was just saying patiently and so your name is garraby yes miss garraby replied the newcomer with emphasis on the miss Miss Garraby, repeated Tilda Jane, but what is your first name? It ain't no matter about my fust name, said the girl doggedly. A fust name in a grown person is like the knocker on the front door. It ain't often in use, cept for weddings and funerals. We ain't, that is, we are not expecting to have either weddings or funerals said tilda jane calmly but i'd like to know what to call you seems to me i told you my name said miss garraby stiffly but i can't say miss garraby every time i speak to you why can't you hank stood silently staring at them the new girl kept rolling a cunning eye at him as if wondering whether he were going to interfere or not Tilda Jane, after an affectionate glance at him as he entered the door, did not look at him. She was absorbed in the new girl, and not being easily beaten, she presently returned to the attack with quiet persistence. You expect to call me by my first name, don't you? Course I do. You're Tilda Jane, little Tilda Jane. You come here to help me with the work, continued Tilda Jane. I don't expect to call you servant, because I notice all the girls get mad when you say that. Miss Garraby bridled haughtily. Don't you servant me. I be a lady. And an orphan, said Tilda Jane with a fleeting smile. Now, if we're to work together, like sisters, it would be very funny for me to call you miss i don't see no fun nowhere retorted miss garraby gazing about her with a mystified air and i be older than you if there ain't no fashion to the order of callin me miss we'll start it tilda jane quick to take advantage of an opening remarked you say you are older than i am how old are you Miss Garraby hesitated an instant. Then she said oracularly, 
i be what i am only the parson what marries me and the feller that gets me can raise the laugh on me count of my age as if by chance her eye as she spoke roved comprehensively over hank the fat young man gave a distinct shudder but he stepped manfully out of the dark background and set his teeth firmly tilda jane frowned and for a few seconds busied herself in stepping to the nearby table and lowering the wick of the lamp that had begun to smoke she had a strange unchildish-like dislike for unbecoming levity and when she next spoke it was with a hard tone in her voice since you won't tell me your age she said i'll call you thirty thirty ejaculated miss garraby with a contemptuous snort twenty-five then continued tilda jane that is too much i see by your face twenty-two oh you look uneasy you're twenty we can stop there miss garraby gave her a furious stare then with the uncomfortable consciousness that when it came to a question of brains this slight young girl might get ahead of her she said gruffly i want to go to bed give me a candle certainly replied tilda jane when we have settled about the name i've got to write the lady boards i mean the ladies that run things at the asylum whether we'll keep you keep me exclaimed miss garraby is it talk of keep i thought it was talk of stay there's no talk of stay now remarked tilda jane coolly there's a question of go if you'll tell me your first name and if my adopted brother agrees she said turning respectfully to hank i guess i'll keep you miss garraby began to waver i laid out to run things myself she said lingeringly when i see how young and small you be i ain't never been no mistress nowhere and i'm hankerin for power maybe some day you'll have a house of your own said tilda jane consolingly who's boss here anyway inquired miss garraby tilda jane pointed to hank and i figured i'd be murmured miss garraby well he's big enough she said half admiringly half contemptuously bosses aren't made said tilda jane they just come natural mr hank pays the bills he has to be the boss the little girl stifled a tired yawn as she spoke and hank with a glance at the clock stepped forward look here young woman you garraby you you've come here to be company for this young girl if you like it stay and take her orders with no sour looks if you don't like it get out there's a train at ten thirty for bangor now what is it to be ang root for bed or ang root for the station overcome by his decided manner and his mysterious attempt at french miss garraby succumbed but not with meekness i be called perletta garraby she said flauntingly as she took up her candlestick and my age is nineteen i run away from home when i was six and i'll run away from here if you bosses me give me some matches will you and don't call me early for i be dead sleepy after she got her matches she went lumbering across the kitchen and up the stairway 
when she slammed her bedroom door behind her tilda jane and hank with one accord smiled at each other then drew two chairs up to the stove end of chapter two recording by john brandon